Welcome to the Wild and Free podcast, episode 41. I'm Ainsley Arment, and this week we'll hear an inspiring story from the annals of homeschool history. Our friend Elsie Uticello shares her heartfelt reflections about Wild and Free conferences, and Sandy Hunt, the mother and music teacher of the band The Hunts, reflects on her own homeschool experience. So grab a cup of coffee and join us on the front porch. Let's get started. One of my favorite homeschool stories happened between an unlikely teacher and a unique child who faced the greatest learning challenges imaginable. I told the story at our recent Wild and Free conference in Franklin, Tennessee, and I'm delighted to share it with you now. On April 14, 1866, a baby girl named Anne was born to a poor family in Feeding Hills, Massachusetts. At just five years old, Anne contracted a bacterial eye infection, leaving her nearly blind. She couldn't read, she couldn't write, and she had no means of making it on her own. But Anne excelled in her classes, and eventually she was admitted to the Parsons School for the Blind in Boston, where she not only excelled, but graduated as valedictorian six years later. The next summer, a wealthy socialite named Arthur Keller contacted the school looking for a teacher for his daughter Helen, who was both blind and deaf. At 20 years old, Anne began working with Helen Keller, a relationship that would change both their lives. Helen was angry, rebellious, and most of all, she had no interest in learning. So Anne did the only thing she knew to do. She changed her approach. She began teaching Helen based on what Helen's interests were. She began spelling the words into her palm, and what resulted was an explosion of wonder and discovery. Anne remained Helen's educator for the next 13 years, and in 1900, she went with her to Cambridge, Massachusetts, where Helen had been admitted to Radcliffe College. Anne went with Helen to every single class, spelling into her hand the lectures, discussions, and all of the homework assignments. Years later, Helen reflected about her beloved teacher, Anne Sullivan, and she wrote, It was because she seized the right moment to impart knowledge that it made it so pleasant to me. She realized that a child's mind is like a shallow brook which ripples and dances merrily over the stony course of its education and reflects here a flower, there a bush, yonder a fleecy cloud. And she attempted to guide my mind on its way, knowing that like a brook, it should be fed by mountain streams until it broadened out into a deep river. Wild and free mamas, you are the Ann Sullivan of your child's education. And there are three lessons that we can learn from her life and legacy that I want to share with you tonight. First, you can do this. No matter what skills you're lacking, what education you're missing, or what personal challenges you're facing, you are capable of giving your child a beautiful education. Raising kids is hard. It's full of twists and turns, mistakes and missteps, regrets and trying new things. 
But even on its hardest day, homeschooling is really just an extension of parenting. You may not have a master's degree or a PhD, but if you're capable of nurturing your children, spending time with them, reading to them, talking with them, loving them, then you can homeschool. Every day I hear from mothers who are facing hardship, marital struggles, financial stress, and even serious health concerns. And their main worry is whether or not they are going to fail their children and whether or not their children will suffer. And while there's no one right answer for every family, let me remind you that there is no perfect school, classroom or teacher, just as there's no perfect homeschool or mother. But you can do this one step at a time, one day at a time, and that's enough. You are enough. And second, if something isn't working, change it. You know how it goes with homeschooling. In the midst of temper tantrums, incessant arguing, bad moods, and yes, even when the kids aren't behaving all that well either, <laughs> educating our own children is hard. We all have those moments where we feel stuck or something doesn't seem to be getting through or we've just lost heart. But in those difficult but very ordinary, normal moments, you have permission to put the books aside, to take note of what isn't working and change your approach. Try something new. Focus on filling their souls, not just their minds. Education isn't merely information, a collection of facts without any personal application. Homeschooling is meant to reflect the interests of your children and tailored to your own children, the children that we have, how we live. We're not in this to manufacture a product, friends. We are in this to raise whole persons. You don't have to line them up and teach them all the same way. That's classroom thinking in the homeschool world. And third, your job is to discover wonder right alongside your children. In 2011, I pulled my son Wyatt out of school and homeschooled him based on the belief that I could give him something he couldn't receive anywhere else, a childhood. It was meant to be a time of exploration, of discovery, being outdoors, and just learning at his own pace. But the seven hours a day he was spending inside a sterile building was slowly killing his sense of wonder. What is wonder, you might be asking? Well, according to Webster's Dictionary, wonder is the astonishment of something awesomely mysterious or new to one's experience. Wonder, as it goes, is the life force of all learning and the spirit of education. But here's the thing. Wonder isn't some lofty ideal we hope to bestow upon our children if we can. Wonder is the natural birthright of every child. It's the inborn desire and tendency to see the world and want to explore it. Wonder is triggered by beauty, by discovering new things, and by our imaginations. G.K. Chesterton wrote, The fascination of children lies in this, that with each of them all things are remade, and the universe is put again upon its trial. As we walk the streets and see below us those delightful bulbous heads three times too big for the body, we ought always to remember that within each and every one of those heads, there is a new universe, as new as it was on the seventh day of creation. Children are born with all the wonder they will ever need. We don't bestow these gifts upon them through education. We only provide the conditions in which they thrive. 
Sadly, what used to be abundant in every childhood has now become a commodity, a product to be traded or sold for the sake of our technologically driven futures, academic accolades, or worse, our own parental goals. But one day too soon, our children will grow up and they will undoubtedly feel the need to ground themselves in more concrete realities and perhaps to even forget the parts of their childhood that birthed their very futures into existence. But we'll know better. And for now, it's up to us mothers to restore what has been lost. It's up to you and me to reclaim the wonder of childhood. I think it's fair to say that Wild and Free conferences are unlike any homeschool event you've ever been to before. They're not about checking boxes and filling in blanks. You won't be pressured to fill your shopping cart with programs that fill your schedule but do little to reach your child's heart. Wild and Free conferences are about connecting with other like-minded mamas who lift you up during hard times, encourage you to follow your mothering instincts, and remind you that you are exactly the homeschooling mama your child needs. Each event is not a function, but a family. Wild and Free presenter Elsie Uticello shared some heartfelt thoughts at our recent conference. You can listen to her full talk as well as the rest of the presenter talks by becoming a subscriber to our monthly content bundles at bewildandfree.org. But here's a short excerpt that we want to share with you now. Before I begin, please give me a moment to be brutally brutally, painfully honest with you. The first homeschool conference I ever attended, I sat in the very, very back and tried really hard not to be noticed and watched speaker after speaker come up there. And I just thought, lady, we have nothing in common because I am a broken, broken mess. And I'm still not quite sure it happened, how it happened, but now I'm on the other side of the podium. And can I tell you something? I'm still a broken, broken mess, but the reason I'm sharing this is because if you feel like you had to claw your way here through postpartum depression or anxiety or pinching pennies to make it happen or banding together and sleeping six girls to a room or whatever you had to do to get here, thank you. We're so glad that you're here. I'm really glad that I'm here. I'm just by the edge of my fingernails that I make it here. And one of the reasons I tried so hard to make it here was because this is one of the only places, really, in the homeschool world where I could get up and say that to a room full of people and know that I'm understood and not judged. That's pretty wonderful. So thank you, Wild and Free. One of our Wild and Free group leaders, Nicole Holes, is coming to the conference with eight other mamas in a 12-passenger van, and they've even rented a house so they can all stay together. Each conference is different, but I always leave feeling refreshed. It's not more to add to your to-do list. It's not overwhelming. There isn't a feeling of do this or you'll fail at homeschooling. It's always uplifting, encouraging, and so much fun. Their group is still new and friendships are just budding, but Nicole is hoping the house and the car ride together will help grow their relationships. If you're looking to create a bonding experience for your wild and free group or local community of friends, we've got a fun way to bring everyone together. We're giving away the ultimate road trip goodie package to one random winner in our wild and free group giveaway. Here's what the prize includes. A $100 gas card, a supply of road trip snacks, 
a $150 gift card at a popular roadside restaurant, a personalized Wild and Free podcast just for you and your road trip, a free annual subscription to the Wild and Free content bundles for everyone in your photo. Plus, as a bonus, if you're coming to Wild and Free Frisco, Texas, we'll upgrade your tickets to box seats and provide snacks and a concierge to look after all your needs while you're there. The giveaway happens on November 15th, and we'd love for you to participate. To find out how to enter, go to bewildandfree.org slash Frisco. Jennifer Pepito recently sat down with Sandy Hunt to talk about her experience of raising and homeschooling seven children who all ended up playing together in a band called The Hunts. I think you'll really love what she has to share. Let's listen in. Sandy, I thought it'd be fun. We just listened at the Wild and Free Conference to your daughters share about what an amazing mom you were, how you taught them life skills, how you made life seem not scary. And I think that's almost one of the hardest things for us as moms. We're a little bit scared ourselves about raising these kids and about the job that is. And we can communicate to our children that the world's a scary place by our own fear. How did you as a mom keep things safe feeling? Well, I got to tell you, I was moved today to hear my daughter speak and and, um, honor me and such kind words and loving words. And then to see them, how they've grown and how they've matured from back in the day when they were so shy, they couldn't even look at people. They couldn't even get up on the stage. And then now they perform around the country and they're on the stage and they are uh, speaking to so many other moms and encouraging them. I remember when we were just at the living room table and all we did was our our schoolwork, our devotions, our reading, our eating, everything was just around the living room table. And then here we are touring the country, meeting so many people and meeting so many wonderful homeschooling moms and that. But I guess, you know, just as a mom, I took one day at a time with the challenges that were given me for that day. And I tried to make the most out of every opportunity. So there's a lot to do as a mom. You got food, you have diapers to change, you have a house to clean, you have to try to get in some fun time, getting outside, enjoying fresh air. So just try to look at each day and see, you know, get get an idea of like, okay, today we're going to go ahead and try to do this. We're going to try to get outside. The weather's beautiful or we want to start a garden. I always loved different projects and things that we had goals to work on as a team, as a family. It sounds like in some ways one of the biggest things you did to create a safe feeling atmosphere was just keep your own attitude cheerful no matter what you guys were doing. Yes. I'd I'd say we really, we were hard workers. So what I would say, okay, well, today we're going to um, work on our music and here are our goals. But with the hard work, we made it to where there was fun. Like they won stickers and they won stars. And and they then got the song so well that they were able to perform it in public when we went out. Because my husband and I were both professional musicians. It's interesting. I've been doing a simplicity parenting coaching training, and they talk about how how much security is offered to children in a way when we are parents who are confident in our role. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us younger moms were like, not that I'm a younger mom, but you know, younger moms sometimes were confused. Like, how much is it okay to ask of my children? And obviously, we have to be careful that we're developmentally appropriate. But it is okay. I think sometimes we do confer confidence to our children when we're confident about saying okay it's time to practice the piano okay it's time to do the dishes now yes yeah that's very good so tell me a little bit too about how you have managed to keep your family together I mean it's hard work keeping a family together in a normal situation but with 
a family band and the additional stress and even homeschooling could be a stress that puts us over the edge. What are some of the things that have made your family good at keeping together, keeping um, keeping those strong relationships? Sure. Well, of course, we're a musical family, but back starting at the beginning, it would be, okay, we're all going to go out and rake the yard, you know, from your little little kids onto the oldest, and then uh, we're all going to um, help clear the table, and everyone had their job, like, okay, you're going to put the spoons in the sink, and you're going to you're gonna sweep under the table, and so I think we all, as a team, work together, and then now, as a team, we tour around the country and do shows. I, I run the merchandise table and do all the bills and, and uh, the accounting, and then my husband runs the sound, and then uh, I've got one son studying sound engineering for wanting to record the next album, and then one daughter does the uh, artwork, another daughter does all the social media, and then another son is busy writing new melodies, the other one's writing lyrics, and so you kind of see what each gifting is, and take their giftings and bring it together as a team working together. Oh, I love that. And I think a lot of Wild and Free moms have young children, but there's a few of us who have adult children or teen children still Mm -hmm. living at home, and it can be hard sometimes figuring out how much to tell them to do and how much to just let them guide themselves. Do you have anything to say to, especially moms of teens? Yes. All right, chapters change. They continue to change. You have to kind of reinvent uh, even who you are. And your relationship with a two-year-old is so different than your relationship with a teenager. And then also the phases that they're going through, um, the difficulties that they're having, especially with listening to authority as teenagers and that. So I do remember one of my kids talking to them, and they would not even look at me during the conversation that they were just in that spell of, I don't want to listen to authority. I want to look elsewhere and do what I want to do. And so I think then we need to start listening a lot more and engaging in their world. Okay, so their world now is basketball. They're all into that and kind of becoming their friend in that area. Uh, Them helping out with chores during that season when they were teenagers, they hardly were uh, even there because their social life, you know, with if this one's in basketball, this one's over here, you know, wanted to do soccer and you have so much going on their life is so much busier during those teenage years. And so, yeah, you're trying to get help. Like, can one of you take out the trash? (laughs) That's just, that's realistic day-to-day living as as their lives become so busy and they're interactive in in society at that point. They're either working or... Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I think some of the old-time homeschoolers, it was like they wouldn't let their kids have a social life. And I can see how hard it is to lose the labor but you know we want yes. our children to be able to go into the world and make a difference in the world and if we're always keeping them home doing the chores yeah. it's hard to do that yeah and I talked to so many moms you know during those seasons of teenagers that you know they'd say their room's a disaster and I heard one mom say that she would charge her her daughter like if your room's gonna be dirty and and you're never gonna clean it and I go in and clean it I'm gonna charge you money for me cleaning it I heard other moms saying that uh, you know went into their room and laundry's all all over the floor but her daughter was like involved in so much dance dance classes at night and so busy and so I think that's just a basic struggle with you know trying to get that help yeah and, it, and it's, you know I loved Cindy Rollins uh, spoke at the Wild and Free conference about realizing that we we're not failures as moms just because our kids don't clean their room 
we're all growing and our children are not done growing when they leave our home or when they enter right. their teen years. Right. We can have a lot of hope that there might be rough seasons, but right. there are better days coming. Our children will be able to mature and take care of themselves. Right. Even just I had twin daughters. And then so one daughter was very helpful in the kitchen, uh, but the other daughter didn't like the kitchen. And so I couldn't, couldn't get any help there, but she loved decorating the table or, the, or putting a tablecloth out or how the pictures were, were hung. And so her gifting was definitely in make, making sure, and I didn't even think of those areas. You know, oh, we got to decorate the table and we got to this and put pictures there and she wants the lights on. Then when she became a mom, a wife and a mom herself, boy, there was quite a transition for her of figuring out, oh, now I have to take care of the kitchen and the home. And and so she had a a little transition, difficult transition there. Right, which is kind of the good news, isn't it? That we can do our best to pour into our kids when they're in our home, but eventually they'll have their own home and they'll figure it out. There is quite possibly no better tool for imparting knowledge to children than through stories. That's why in this month's content bundle, we're celebrating the timeless value of fables. Stories lodge themselves into the corners and crevices of our hearts and minds, delivering timeless truths throughout our lives. They reach far beyond the moment when children hear them for the first time. They ignite a creative process of imagination and storytelling within their own minds and hearts. In this month's bundle, Fables, you'll find articles, tutorials, podcasts, and videos that reinforce the value of stories in your home. There's a nature journaling story by Kristen Rogers, a homeschool story by Tony Weber, a book club tutorial by Mandy Lackey, a Thanksgiving craft by Rachel Alsbury, a call to simple homeschooling by Jessica Tellian, and so much more. If you subscribe this week, we'll send you a welcome kit in the mail and a monthly magazine for as long as you're subscribed. Plus, right now, you can get access to all of our conference audio and video from our recent conference in Franklin, Tennessee. To sign up or learn more, go to bewildandfree.org bundles. And just a last question, Sandy, what have you done to keep your marriage strong through the hard work of homeschooling and raising a big family? Oh, yes. I think marriage is so important because those are your legs. That's the strength. That's the foundation. And so as a wife, I think it's important to continue to pour into your husband, to spend time with your husband, to be engaged in what he likes to talk about, things he likes to do. And then to get away, I always tell my husband, I said, all right, time to put on your fun cap. Like we need to put down the all the list of work that we have to do and put on your fun cap. We're going to go out and you and I are going to do this or let's go on a walk and get away. And so he and I try all the time to um, get away, be like a young couple. We're, we're very affectionate with one another. We go on bike rides. We still foster that love and passion for each other because I think that's, to me, it's so important, my relationship with my husband. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the idea of treating them like a friend. I think so often as moms, and especially as homeschool moms, we look at our husband as like our co-laborer. And so it's all about giving them lists of things to do and having them watch the kids so we can get a break right. and not really treat them like the friend right. that we married. Right. Oh, yeah. that's that's so right. Yeah. yeah, we can just get all caught into the stress of life and the worries of life and the difficulties and the list of things you've got to do. And then um, you just have to shut that 
light off or that button off and say, hey, we're going to go out and just have some fun. What would you like to do for fun? Because if you lose that fun aspect in life, you know, you become dried up. Well, Sandy, it's been a joy to talk to you. I loved listening to your girls at the Wild and Free Conference and listening to your family play. They're amazing music. And it's just such a beautiful thing to listen to them at the Wild and Free Conferences. And especially added to the beauty to hear your daughters praise you as their mom. So thanks for being an example for all of us. We appreciate you. you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Jen and Sandy. We're planning some exciting collaborations with the Hunts in the coming year, and we can't wait to tell you about them. Well, that's all the time we have for today, but join us again next week for the Wild and Free podcast.